the simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Mark Florka. With 45 years of industry experience, Mark knows the ins and outs of baking. He is Bakerpedia's community forum manager and baking instructor. He's here to share knowledge and help you grow connections. You're listening to the Baked In Science Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dawn Foods with the largest selection of donut flavors, high quality mixes, fillings, icings, and glazes. Dawn will help you create excitement and drive profits all year long. To explore Dawn's complete donut portfolio, go to www.dawnfoods.com. Slash donuts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Baked in Science podcast. And today I have Randy MacArthur from Dawn Foods with us. Welcome, Randy. Tell us a little bit about yourself.、Uh, thank you, Mark. I'm happy to be here.、Um, I am a second generation baker. My father actually、oh, uh, started、awesome. a bakery in St. Louis in 1956.、Uh, he, he purchased it. I was born in 57.、Uh, so I was kind of like a bakery brat. You know, I, I grew、uh-huh. up in it. We, li- we lived above the bakery. So,、uh, it, you know, it was in, in my blood. And I took over in 1976.、Uh, and、uh, then we ran the bakery for 38 years, my wife and I in St. Louis. We had、uh, three locations at the time that、uh, we、uh, sold and we were doing some wholesale. So we had grown. Uh, from a very small operation to a fairly good sized、uh, multi unit with a little bit of wholesale、uh, when we yeah, sold、uh, back six years ago. So that's a、uh, great was, variety it, of experience. Wow.、Yeah. It, it was. I was privileged to be a part of the Retail Bakers of America during the 90s. I was president in 98.、Uh, uh-huh. I got to be in a lot, of ba- a lot of bakeries all across the United States, got to travel to、uh, South America quite a bit,、uh, Germany.、Oh, and so.、Uh, yeah. Everywhere we were, we were able to see bakeries, innovations, technologies, different styles. So、uh, it's been quite a journey for me, and,、uh, and I've enjoyed it. Currently, I'm working for Dawn Foods、uh, in the technical、uh, department. I get a chance to use all of those things that I learned over those、uh, 40 years、uh, to help our customers、uh, with ideas, with troubleshooting,、uh, formulation,、uh, just anything that we can do to support uh, customers. Uh, Dawn has about 40 of us around the country, and that's what we do. Well, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet、uh, a number of people from Dawn over the years, and you're always great people, very supportive of your customers. And having someone with the variety of experience like you and your background, that is fantastic. That is a wonderful asset. And I'm sure、uh, your colleagues and, and the customers、uh, enjoy that and take great advantage of it, right? That's really cool. And, and so we wanted to talk a little bit today about one of the things that it's very ubiquitous product, particularly in, in parts of the US and in Canada. And it's often misunderstood as to how complex it can be. And that's donuts. And there's so many different facets to donuts. And、um, we can have A lot of fun with that, and、um, you've I'm sure you've come across a lot of different stuff in your time. And、uh, you guys have some some new、uh, innovations that are out right now as well on on donuts. And、um, I like the sourdough one, so even our dough one. I, I trip up there. Yeah. Everybody knows the sour cream, the old fashioned sour、That's、cream.、Right. But this is completely different. This is a sourdough donut. This is tell us a little bit about that. 
It was. Uh, Dawn has uh, gotten uh, quite uh, into analyzing trends for consumer flavor trends, where the markets are going, and some of those mm-hmm. things. And uh, we had a number of projects on the on the books prior to, to COVID hitting, but one of them was a sourdough donut. We had a uh, sort of a contest where a number of uh, bakers and chefs around the country submitted what they thought was their great donut, our uh, great donut idea. And so mm-hmm. Dawn brought them. Uh, up to Michigan, and they uh, had some judges, and the one that won was actually by a, a chef that created a sourdough donut. Uh, sour, awesome. you know, sourdough bread, sourdough rolls, those things are, are really growing flavor right now. Uh, so we instituted that, uh, and uh, when we uh, came out with it during COVID, you know, it was a little slow, so we pulled back a little bit, but we're out there with it, and uh, a lot of customers are having a lot of success with it. It's a, it's a niche. Uh, mm-hmm. But it gives them something to differentiate themselves from our other customers. Uh, it works uh, very similar to our standard donut mixes. Uh, we've refined it a little bit so that the proof time, the working, that type of thing, uh, mm-hmm. is a standard 30-minute uh, ferment uh, and then a 30 to 40-minute cut and then 30 minutes in the proof box. So uh, it's not the a long time or the pre-ferment or any of those things. Yeah that you might think about with a sourdough, uh, but yet uh, the formulation has been able to maintain a really good flavor profile. Uh, people use it as a, a spin-off with a donut sandwich. Is it a fairly lean formula then? Is it um, um, like compared to a, a typical yeast-raised donut? Yeah, surprisingly so it's not. No, it, it's uh, oh, very rich. really cool. And uh, it fries with a darker color. Um, uh-huh. because of the, the sugar and the sour to feed that, and that it, it really uh-huh. goes fast. We add butter to this mix, and we add it at the bowl. It's a little different than some of our nice. mixes. Most of them are, are water uh, yeah. and yeast. This is water, yeast, and butter. Uh, and uh, so it gives it a unique flavor profile and, and color, and something's quite a bit different uh, when someone wants to shake things up a little bit. Yeah, that is awesome. That is really interesting. I'll have to look for it. I mean, I'm, there's there's got to be some donut shops around here besides Tim Hortons that I can that I can <laughs> try out some of the, the your donuts. And another one I, I've heard of is uh, you've come up with a brioche donut as well. That is like uh, that must be quite extravagant. Right? Yeah, it's very rich. Uh, again, uh, you know, you get a nice uh, color, very soft texture. It's not quite as uh, fluffy as you would think mm-hmm. a regular donut, but it, it's just very soft, and in the sensory testing that we've done, uh, eighty over eighty percent of the people that try it uh, think that it's one of the best donuts that they've ever tried. Yes, yeah, so we have some things on, on the board, and, and it again has some butter added to it. So yeah, there's I mean there's been a there's been quite a trend. I mean that is perfectly on trend, as you said. You 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 know Don has looked at the flavor trends and things. I mean sourdough obviously has been a huge trend uh, through COVID. People really appreciating that that taste of the ferment uh, and stuff. And then uh, brioches, we we see that and a lot of uh, you know, replacing hamburger buns and things like that. So right. it, it fits perfectly with with being on trend. And uh, and as I've always been saying, it, we um, we can't just sit on our heels and our, of success. We we have to continue to be innovative and uh, bring new ideas and stuff. And this is a great example how uh, Don is is innovating for the bakers as well. In, in that respect, that's really really cool. One of the other things I wanted to ask you a little bit about is many people know me from uh, my my time at 
ADM where I worked in the oils division. So, you know, it's like sometimes people think I'm biased because of having worked with oil so much. But let's talk about fry life. What are the basic things that we can do to extend our fry life? Because that is money in on the floor, right? I mean, if we if we can't extend the life on that, that, that costs the baker a lot of money. You know, we can go into talking about monomers and dimers and chelators and everything, but that's not going to mean anything to most bakers. Um, the, the basics and things is, um, what do you recommend to, to help extend fry life? Again, Mark, you know the, the ins and outs of it better than I, but we see <laughs> the error so often in the field when we go in. And, and the biggest one is... Uh, People just don't filter their oil. Uh, mm -hmm. They'll wait two, three weeks. It'll get uh, very dark. Uh, you know, every time that you fry, you're putting contaminants in it. You're putting flour. There's getting some moisture and things in there. Uh, and there are good filter systems out there that uh, that in a good uh, everyday regular routine, you can run that through and filter. That in and of itself is is a huge thing that if people would get in the habit of doing it, uh, it would save a lot of money. Uh, I know labor is tight and it's precious now, mm -hmm. and it's so tempting to not do that. But uh, golly, a cube of shortening right now, fry shortening, is at an all-time high. Uh, mm -hmm. So we really need to do what we can because, again, that is money. And we've seen people you know, have to throw it out because it gets uh, rancid and, uh, and stinky and is all burned up because yeah. they didn't do just yeah. the very basics. Of, of filtering it and cleaning it. And they, a lot of times people will leave their donut fryer system on for extended times at the normal fry temperature. And it may set idle for two, three hours while they're doing processing. Get it warm and get the shortening melted, but learn what the amount of time that you need to have it on is to bring it up to that fry time because every hour that it sits there idling, you probably know the percentage of the statistics yep. how much that yep. fry shortening deteriorates. But those are just a couple of simple things that we see every day in the field uh, that people make errors on and that they just uh, they don't do those things right. Uh, try to keep as much flour uh, out of the fryer as you mm -hmm. can. Uh, yep. You know, sometimes remember to brush it off uh, if yep. it's a little heavy on that because that will contaminate it. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, the more fritters and things like that that you fry, the more important it is mm -hmm. to filter yep. and take care of that grease because you're really putting the, the moisture and contaminants in it when you're frying that type of an item. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, ideally, and you know, if, if it's, I mean, if it's a, to my mind, if it's a uh, countertop well fryer, it's, it's only about 35, 40 pounds of shortening in there. So it doesn't take very long to dump that out and filter it. Um, and, uh, and a lot of those have uh, removable wells anyway so then you can just run the well yep. through the dishwasher or wash it in the sink you don't have to use time consuming boil outs or anything like that and yeah and you don't you know i mean i i think that you know boiling the fryer out is maybe something you can do once a week or every two weeks depending on how busy you are but filtering should be done as often as you have time for and to your point right on the fritters and things like that there are some um pumps that are relatively inexpensive um, and uh, when you consider the the labor cost of someone having to you know filter it through a uh, um, just a, a cone and filter and then right. cleaning it out and dumping it all back in and things like that in the interim instead there's these pump systems where 
um, you, you basically just hook in the siphon into the the fryer and uh, or no at the bottom at the the filter the out right, point and it goes yeah yeah and it hooks right in and then it just it filters it and pumps it right back in. You've got that handle, and uh, the yep. nice thing about the handle coming in is you can rinse off the elements and around mm -hmm. or the tubes uh, from the gas one and whichever it is, and you know that really helps uh, not have to boil out because when yep. you do that every day and you get rid of those particles that would build up around the elements in the fry tubes, you're getting rid of what causes the deterioration in the buildup exactly. that causes you to need to fry to boil that fryer out. So yep. you really save in the long run when you take that time. And if you don't have an automated uh, filter fry uh, system, you really should look at it. They're not very expensive. A number of no. manufacturers make them, and, uh, and Dawn Equipment can uh, can help with the Belshaw system on that, and they're not Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. So, I imagine something like that would pay for itself in six months, really. I mean, because It would, especially right now. Because it's gonna it's gonna save you on labor, um, and it's going to extend the life of your oil. That's so material. I mean, it's a win-win situation, as as everybody likes to say. That's yeah. really cool. I appreciate your input there, because I mean, yeah, I've seen it from you know the the other side of of things, as you see, as you've said. I mean, uh, we when when I worked in the oils group, um, is we would do a lot of analysis on that type of stuff. And, um, you know, the first thing to do to try and get the oil in a condition before we would even start frying when we were trying to compare something to a bakery is we would uh, put the shortening, we used uh, the countertop well fryers, and we would put it in the well and put it leave it in the oven at 300 degrees overnight just to to burn it on purpose in a sense because right. to simulate uh, something that is because you don't have a heel when you're starting in the lab right um right. whereas in in a in the bakeries they always keep a heel of the old frying oil to help keep the flavor consistent and things like that and then they, we would analyze over time with sensory uh, like people tasting it as well as even analysis and looking at things and you can see after each set of frying, like a day's worth of frying, how much it changes each time. It is it is quite incredible when you look at it from an analytical point. So um, filtering cannot be overstressed. It's it's probably the best uh, investment for a baker in, in terms of reducing cost. And, and it's going to help with the shelf life of the donuts too, because when you have better quality oil absorption, they're, they're going to taste better longer, right? And, right? and you guys have got some innovations you mentioned to me there too. You've got some uh, um, extensions to, to help as bakers have been, you know, not being sure. able to get overnight people or have, you know, longer delivery times and things. Uh, you guys got some new innovations there too. We do. You know, labor has been an issue uh, that's been growing for, for get people to work overnights for some time. But COVID has just accelerated that so much. And the labor shortage is so severe right now that it's really, really difficult for a lot of our customers to get the labor that they need. Uh, we're in an unprecedented time where most businesses could sell quite a bit more product than they are. But they are unable to produce that product because they either mm -hmm. can't get through the supply chain or they don't have the people because the supply chain doesn't have the people up the line. Yep. So uh, we have some extended life donut mixes and uh, uh, they have some uh, natural enzymes in them. And uh, we have a couple different types and we can lengthen the shelf life of that donut uh, from 12 to 36 hours, depending on the mix that you use. And what this has been, what we've seen a lot of our customers do is if they came in at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, midnight, that type of thing uh, to run that shift, they're starting at noontime, uh, one, two, three o'clock. 
and they're producing that product with our extended life donut. And that donut from that mix is in most cases when they do the testing better with that extra eight hours or so that they back the time up mm-hmm. than the standard mix was as far as softness and freshness and that. And many of these customers are uh, donut uh, manufacturers or they may be supplying uh, multiple stores out of that. So they're running routes or that type of thing. Uh, and some are just larger operations, but this uh, allows you to do daytime production uh, mm-hmm. and still have a really good product. Our cake donuts have always been very good for for 24 yeah. hours or to, you know to 36, uh, just due to the nature of those. So uh, it changes the way people look at that. And uh, we uh, say uh, we understand you could be skeptical if you've done that, but in today's world, test it for yourself. You know, do some mm-hmm. testing. Contact your uh, one of your sales representatives and have someone come out and work with you because it can greatly uh, help uh, you rearrange your production schedule uh, or get a higher quality of people who will stay with you longer because they're not having to work that, that dreaded over the night yeah. uh, shift. Yeah. Another thing we are seeing uh, as we're seeing quite a few people uh, institute freezing into that where they will run the uh, the donuts again in the daytime. Uh, they may only run production two or three times a week. And they will uh, reduce the fermentation time by maybe 20% or so. They will run the, uh, the donut run and freeze them right away. And then they will pull them out daily as they need. Let them thaw completely. That's one of the keys. You don't want to put a frozen donut in a fruit mm-hmm. box and, <laughs> and burn the sides of the donut out before the mm-hmm. yeast has time to move. Mm-hmm. But uh, about an hour thaw and then they'll proof and, and handle just about the same way as they would if uh, it were a fresh cut. And this is another way that people can maximize their labor and not have to uh, to do maybe an overnight shift uh, as yeah. well uh, for a lot of manufacturers or smaller manufacturers. If someone wants at the last minute a big order, normally you wouldn't be able to do it. Well, you're really only an hour and a half to, to two hours away from having that order fried yeah. when you have those those frozen pucks in the freezer. And, so it's uh, just another, be- another idea. Yeah, that would, that I, I could see that would also be great for the uh, the grocery stores, the in-store bakeries that still uh, do frying, and that would be fantastic because it's the it's it's the huge labor savings that you get from that, and still having a fresh product versus the right. the par fried and par baked that are sort of you know kind of in between, right? They're they're not bad products, but it's it's still not as the same quality as when you have a fresh product that fresh comes product. out on the shelf That's in the right. morning, right? And uh yeah. and yeah, for those who aren't aware, I mean the overnight baking with donuts has has always been around because traditionally donuts was a morning item. It was something that, you know, yeah. be 6 to 9 a.m. was when you were selling most of your stuff and you had to have that out there and um you know, the classic uh yeast raised donuts before we had things where we were adding using mixes that have uh, mono dyes or or enzymes or things like that they had maybe a four to six hour shelf life that was it and then they were starting to stale and uh, um, so yeah it's uh, this this these are great innovations great innovations for for covid and and that and hopefully that'll also spur things further in terms of helping to, as you said, reduce more and more of this overnight baking so bakers have a better quality of life and, and it's easier for the manufacturers to retain employees. You know, it's always a bigger picture we got to look at. It's not always that one thing. And I'm glad to see that Don is, is looking at all of those aspects as well, right? Yeah, we are. We get to share best 
best practices, you know, from a lot of our customers because we work with a lot of them. And um, here in my backyard, we have a, a large in-store supermarket. They've been uh, running a central plant with our, our donut mixes for over 25 years. Uh, yep. And they may sell more donuts than anyone in Missouri. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be done and it can be done well. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and and sometimes some of the donut manufacturers, this reminds me, come up with some kinky ideas. And again, it, it's all it's all relative to like currently, like you said, uh, short fry shortenings are, are at an all time high, which uh, this this idea that one manufacturer I worked with once instituted, they were trying to get an extended shelf life out of their cake donut to distribute through a um the the, the prison system and stuff and things and so um they they needed to get uh more than two weeks and the thing is what it ended up being is that because oil frying oil was relatively inexpensive at that time it ended up being the most cost-effective way to do it was to increase the fat absorption you know, the one thing we're always fighting against most of the time right. is that's what they did is they, they, they cut the water on the, um, on the cake donut and increased the fat absorption. So the fat kept it, kept it fresh longer, you know, right. texture wise. Right. Yeah. But you try to do that today. It's, it's going to cost you a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's, you know, that's probably the, one of the most expensive ingredients on a cake donut is, is the oil that it absorbs. The oil right now. Yes. Yep. Great. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Randy. This has been really informative and uh, I look forward to opportunities to chat with you some more in the future. And we really appreciate the sponsorship from Don. Uh, great to have you guys on board. Uh, I've always ad- admired your, your business model and, and your products. So thank you very much. We thank you for having us and we're available at any time. This podcast was brought to you by Dawn Foods. As your trusted donut partner, Dawn has everything you need to create delicious donut experiences this season. Explore Dawn's complete donut portfolio to grow your business at www.dawnfoods.com/donuts.